Hello, and welcome to another episode of Terminals Talk, the podcast from the Tank Storage Association. I am Nuncia Florio. In the journey to a net zero future, career prospects in the bulk storage and energy infrastructure sector are expanding and new and exciting opportunities are opening up. In today's podcast, we're going to explore careers and apprenticeships in the industry, as well as the sector's commitment to attract, develop, and retain the next generation of talent. Joining me today are TSA's Executive Director, Peter Davidson, and TSA's Technical Specialist, Jamie Walker. Hi, Peter. Hi, Jamie. Hi, Nuncia. Hi, Nuncia. So today we are going to touch on careers and apprenticeships in the terminals industry. In one of our previous podcasts, we talk about the energy transition and the role of terminals in supporting and facilitating access to the broad mix of energy solutions that will be necessary to meet the UK's emissions reduction targets. In this journey, career prospects in the sector are expanding and new opportunities are opening up. Yes, Nuncia, that's absolutely right. And in the context of national and international efforts to tackle climate change, the terminals industry, the industry which we represent, is going to continue to grow. And in the coming years, it will invest in the next generation of talents. And perhaps it's important to stress again uh, some of the facts that we mentioned in a previous podcast is that storage terminals are absolutely critical infrastructure. So they provide an interface between shipping, trucks, lots of different modes of transport, and they are important in the logistical interface for lots of different products, not just hydrocarbons, traditional hydrocarbons, but also chemicals, oils, molasses, transport and heating fuels that I've already mentioned, but also some of those new energy carriers coming forward. So the industry really needs to and is preparing to gear up to make sure that it has the right skills in place to be able to continue those operations into the future. So it really is an exciting time to join the industry and help our sector with the energy transition. Um, And if we look at today, there are so many different careers on offer within our business. Um, And they can range from the operational roles, terminal operators and supervisors and managers, but also some of the support roles, including business, law, engineering, safety, marketing, science, information technology, supply analysts, and many, many other careers that are available in our sector. I should also add that the sector offers fantastic opportunities for environmental science, chemical and engineering graduates, including vocational skills as well as training and apprenticeships. In fact, Peter, I would typically say to anyone exploring opportunities in our sector that whatever skills you have, chances are the terminal industry needs them. Absolutely. You know, there are great opportunities within our sector for new entrants uh, and also in terms of career progression. If I think of some of our members on our TSA council who are chief executives or senior management team members of the companies that they represent, many of them started out in much more junior roles within their businesses. So many of the careers on offer don't require a degree. I think that's also important to stress. And in fact, our industry places a great emphasis on apprenticeships, which are a fantastic option in terms of gaining valuable on-demand skills, knowledge, experience and qualifications while still getting paid. So my next question would be, what apprenticeship opportunities are there currently in terminals? Well, at the moment, there are two main options. The first is the bulk liquid terminal technician apprenticeship. 
and the Level 3 Maintenance Operations Engineering Technician. So if you look at that first one, the Bulk Liquid Terminal Technician Apprenticeship, it's a two-year apprenticeship program and it includes classroom-based training and learning, practical skill development, and also on-site training and assessment at the employer's uh, facilities. It's a level three apprenticeship, which means it's equivalent to two A-levels. And this particular apprenticeship places great focus on things like process and occupational safety, human factors, and emergency response, all in the context of technical operations. The second option that's available, I mentioned, the Level 3 Maintenance and Operations Engineering Technician. Well, this is a three-year program designed for apprentices looking for a career in engineering, and it covers seven different specialisms, including electrical, mechanical, control and instrumentation, uh, electrical systems, process control, electromechanical, and plant operations. And again, it's a mix of practical skills and classroom theory-based training Apprentices then join a company for year two uh, for on-site development and assessment. Okay, so these are the current options that are available. I also understand that the sector is currently looking at creating a new apprenticeship standard for the wider sector. Yeah, that's true, Nuncio. It's still in the early phases at the moment, but our dedicated TSA Skills Committee is looking to develop its own uh, apprenticeship standard that is specifically related to uh, terminal operations. But we're still in the very early stages of that at the moment, defining uh, the core skills that are required. But we will work with our member companies through our skills committee to make sure that the learning objectives that are set are designed by industry to fulfil the needs of our sector. So we'll be looking forward to uh, knowing more about this new standard. In the meantime, perhaps it might be worth giving a little bit of context with regards to apprenticeships and talking about who is eligible to sign up for an apprenticeship. The age requirement for apprenticeships is 16 or over. So, for example, you can apply for an apprenticeship when you are still at school, but you need to be 16 or over by the end of the summer holidays to start. Um, Also, an apprenticeship is a real job, so you'll also need to meet any other criteria which are specific to your apprenticeship journey and choice. So that could be things like you might need to demonstrate a certain level of English and mathematics and science subjects, for example. However, by and large, storage companies are looking for team players and innovators as the industry takes on the challenges of tomorrow, those challenges primarily being the energy transition and meeting the government's um, ambitions for net zero by 2050. You might enjoy the fact that every day is different at the terminal, and you may like finding a solution to some of these new challenges and new problems that are presented. So the right apprenticeship will very much depend on someone's passion and journey of choice. What we basically want to do is help someone in that journey, and terminal operating companies are an amazing family to work in. But in terms of finding out more about apprenticeships, we do have a new uh, website in place, our careers website, um, and uh, which you know very much more about than I do, Nuncia. Perhaps yes. you can tell me something about it. Absolutely, Peter. And there is some fantastic information on careers and apprenticeships on our new website, which is www.jobs.tankstorage.org.uk. For example, uh, we have on the website some information on what life as an apprentice in the industry looks like with stories from our apprentices and some very inspirational videos too. 
We have a fantastic video, for example, where Callum MacDonald from Scotland shares his experience as a second year apprentice with the Oil and Pipelines Agency. We also have another video where we hear from Jack Hopper from Plymouth, who shares his experience as an apprentice with the Oil and Pipelines Agency too. And Kerry McIntosh, who started out as an apprentice and is now a terminal supervisor for Certus Energy at their Inverness terminal. Yeah, that's right, Nuncio. And I'm really pleased that you mentioned Kerry McIntosh from Certus Energy because uh, Kerry is also a leading member of our TSA Skills Committee. So she is the previous generation that is helping to develop an apprenticeship standard for the next generation. That's incredibly valuable. So I would recommend anybody who hasn't already looked at those videos, please do so. Thank you, Peter. And I know that you started a career as an apprentice it was a very long time ago, Nuncia, but but yes, I, I started my career as an apprentice at the age of 16 as a, a, a control and instrumentation um, technician at a company back then that was called Combustion Engineering. Um, and believe it or not, they, they used to make things like um, uh, altimeters and speed gauges for Spitfires and things like that in the war, so you can tell how long ago it was. They, they were eventually bought by a company called ABB, Sia Brown Bavaria, who are very, very large multinational now. Um, and I finished my career at ABB. Um, my last job role with them was, uh, was managing the safety group in the UK on their behalf. After that, I went to the UK Petroleum Industry Association uh, as their director of um, projects, commercial and safety. Uh, and a lot of that work at the time within UK Pyre was actually addressing some of the recommendations that came out from the Buntsfield final report. And I know that we mentioned a great deal about process safety leadership in a previous podcast episode. Um, following my stint at UK Pyre, I was privileged to be offered the position that I'm in now, which is executive director of the Tank Storage Association. And that was back in 2016. But I think it it does go to show that even going through the apprenticeship route gives you some fantastic opportunities. Thank you, Peter. That's a fantastic uh, career progression. And thank you for uh, sharing your uh, story with us. And uh, we have today with us uh, Jamie Walker, uh, TSA's technical specialist, who I know also started his career as an apprentice. Yeah, kind of, Nancy. That's correct. Uh, I, I know for one thing, by the time I left school after A-levels, I was academically washed out. Um, Although I didn't really know exactly what I wanted to do, I knew for sure that I didn't want to go to university. Now, at school, maths and languages were were my strong point. So I initially went with my strongest and headed into the accountancy practice. I got my early qualifications in accountancy, but after being out on audit at a client's premises, I felt that I wanted to specialise as a management accountant in industry So after a brief stint working as an accountant at a small factory, I cut my teeth in logistics when I went to work as an accountant for a freight airline at Coventry Airport, flying battered out old DC-3 Dakotas and DC-6s. It was quite ironic, actually, because uh, one of the contracts that we had at the time was for the Department of Transport operating their marine pollution control contract, which scoured the coastlines for oil spills and then subsequently cleaned them up. So I guess you could say that I initially got into the fuel industry way back then. I got extremely interested in logistics at that stage, and it was then that I began to think about pursuing this as a career, which sadly at the time, there was no real logistics 
kind of qualification at school. Um, unfortunately, the airline upped its roots and headed for mainland Europe. So I took a position as an accountant with a haulage company in the Midlands, again down the logistics route. And this was really where I got the logistics bug. After working there for quite some time, sadly, the owners retired and closed the business, which is at the time when I took a role with Merco Petroleum Limited in my hometown of Bedworth in the Midlands. And this role was as a transport stroke stocks clerk. However, uh, in a strange twist of fate, within three months, I found myself being offered the role as the terminal manager, where after five years, I've moved to the larger operation at their westerly terminal as the terminal manager. And the rest, I guess you could say, is history. Um, my career path is a little windy, but I think it really demonstrates that after leaving school, some of us may not want to pursue the academic route. And this is where I believe the apprenticeships that Peter's already spoken about has really come to the fore. My youngest son is, although I say it myself, exceptionally clever. And we always believed that he would be the one that was destined for university following his older siblings. Uh, it came as a bit of a surprise to us when he told us that he didn't want to carry on studying formally and he really wanted to start a career in accountancy, which is what he did. He secured an accountancy apprenticeship within the civil service. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, it's brilliant. And now, after five years, he's only four exams away from becoming one of the youngest qualified accountants in his branch of the civil service. And not only that, but since the age of 18, he's actually been being paid a good wage to study and will be debt-free when he qualifies, unlike a university graduate who will be paying back student loans for quite a while to come in the future. Absolutely. It's fantastic. And all the best to your son, who sounds like he's having a fantastic career progression through his apprenticeship. Yeah, fingers uh, crossed for him. Thanks. And Nancy. fingers Thank crossed you. as well. Uh, and we shouldn't forget, as uh, Jamie mentioned, and as Peter mentioned as well, that there are also amazing opportunities in the sector for graduates. For example, I did come into the industry as a graduate uh, postgraduate, really, uh, working in communications. And I have progressed and now I am working in uh, communications in the terminals sector, which I absolutely love. And I was actually on the careers website last night thinking about today's podcast about careers. And I thought we might have to add communications specialists uh, to our list of career options uh, in, in the sector. Uh, but I do recommend everybody to uh, have a look at our careers website where we do have a fantastic uh, host of uh, useful information on careers and apprenticeships. Uh, and I would also like to mention that, of course, our sector has amazing opportunities also for chemical and engineering graduates, business graduates, uh, environmental science graduates and specialists, lawyers, and much more, as Peter mentioned earlier in our conversation. But um, there is more. And when we refer to careers uh, in our sector, it's also perhaps important to discuss upskilling. The terminals industry has the talent pool right now of people who have the industry experience, the technical and cultural knowledge and availability to tackle the shift towards carbon neutrality. Upskilling that talent pool to meet the specific needs of the sector during the transition and as we look to the future also makes a lot of sense. And um, upskilling 
perhaps might offer also a number of benefits. Among these, perhaps, we might say that it builds on the company's strength, including retaining the knowledge and experience of that talent pool. And it also motivates and inspires talent to be part of the exciting move towards net zero. So I'd like to ask Peter, uh, after this uh, probably very long preamble, about the focus at present in this particular context. Yeah, I think first of all, I'm really pleased that you gave us a very short um, CV, if you like, of your career as well. But what I think it demonstrates is that particularly within our sector, there are lots of different routes into careers within our sector. Um, And some of those can be very academic and some don't need to be. I think the important thing is there's a vast array of careers that are available to uh, people to get into the tank storage sector, the terminal operations sector, Uh, lots of different routes that you can take and you choose the right one that is right for you. But coming back to your question, Nuncia, I think Upskilling of operators is probably the term that that we use internally, but our skills committee, our TSA skills committee, have considered what we actually mean by that. And what we actually feel is that actually what could help enormously would be to help our member companies in trying to work out what are the additional skills that people need to transition between different roles within their organisation. So, for example, it's very easy sometimes to give the opportunity for a control room operator to be promoted into a control room supervisor without sometimes thinking about the additional skills that they might need to have to carry out those new role functions of a supervisor. So what we're doing as part of the TSA Skills Committee is to start to think about those transition points between the different roles and what training and opportunities can be made available to them. Jamie, with your experience of terminal operations, having fulfilled the job role in several different sites, what are your thoughts about that? Yeah, I totally agree, Peter. Um, I think my old health and safety manager summed it up to me one day uh, and he came out with the words, every day is a school day. And he's quite right. You know, if we're not learning something every day, then there's something wrong. And I think there is a lot of progression possibilities there for us within our sector uh, to move up through various roles within the terminal and then up to maybe even a corporate level, as we've seen from some of our members themselves. So, yeah, I totally agree with you on that one. Absolutely. Thanks, Jamie. Thank you, Peter. And thank you, Jamie, for that very insightful overview of uh, Upskill in today. Thanks, Nancy. Now, we're not going to let you get away so easily without talking a little bit more about your career progression, but I'm particularly interested about what your thoughts are of the tank storage sector, because I know that you're somebody that's come into it fairly recently in the last few years. So can you tell us more about your career and what you think about working for the tank storage industry? Well, Peter, uh, thank you. You're putting me a little bit on the spot for today's podcast, but uh, I'll tell you a little bit more about my uh, background. So as I mentioned, I came into the uh, more specifically downstream oil industry as a young graduate. I actually do have a degree in politics and a master's in international relations. So um, when we mentioned at the very beginning of our podcast that I do believe that uh, the 
sector has a career for everyone, I truly mean it. Uh, because even as somebody with a background in, uh, in political science and international relations, I did find a fantastic space within this particular uh, sector. So after uh, working for a number of years as a communications assistant, then manager, then director for the UK Petroleum Industry Association, so very much on the uh, fuels uh, side of, of things, I came into the terminals industry, which I absolutely love. And you asked me about what I enjoy the most about my work, and it's very much the diversity of, uh, of it. It's uh, in an incredibly important industry uh, for our UK's economy, for energy security uh, and supply, but also provides, as we always mention, all of the products from foodstuffs to chemicals, uh, to molasses, uh, to uh, fuels that are essential to our daily lives. And what I enjoy the most is uh, very much having a different day every day. So there are different challenges every day. There are different um, policies that we might have to look into and, uh, um, uh, and look with our members and with our partners. So I absolutely love my job. And as we mentioned, um, there is a career for everyone. Thank you, Nuncia. I, I think we, we really appreciate you being so open and honest about that. And I think, again, this just goes to reiterate, there is a career for everybody in our sector. We are a very, a very close and small family. I think our latest statistics review, Nuncia, mentioned that we have around about 8,000 full-time employees in the UK that work in the terminal sector that we represent. And, and many more indirectly. And many more indirectly, but it also shows, and I think this touches on what Jamie said earlier, is every every day is a school day because it doesn't matter who you are or what your position is within, um, within the terminal sector, every day is going to be different. Yeah, and certainly moving on from that, we work in a very dynamic sector as well. Things change on a daily basis, be it with the transition or our members coming to us with new requests as well. So I think it's really important we stay at the fore as a sector. Absolutely. And it really goes to show that there are different careers and people from uh, very many different backgrounds coming together to make sure that these products that are essential to our daily lives get to uh, the consumers. So thank you very much today for having joined us and for this fantastic discussion on careers and apprenticeships in the terminals industry. Thanks, Nancia. Thanks, Nancia. Good to talk. See you soon. So there are plenty of career opportunities in the terminals industry, as well as very exciting apprenticeships. As highlighted today, whatever skills you have, chances are the terminals industry needs them. Thank you, Peter and Jamie, for your contribution today, and thank you for listening. Remember that you can find Terminals Talk on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all major platforms. As always, check out our website, tankstorage.org.uk, for all latest news and insights on the terminals industry in the UK. If you have enjoyed our podcast, please spread the word. Have a great day.